Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to Following On, and after the third test match between India and England lasted uh, less than two days, it does give us an opportunity to bring you an interview we did during the dinner interval of the second and final day in Ahmedabad. The England great Kevin Peterson with Mark Nicholas discussing batting technique and how it's changed over the years against spin bowling, and how he was so successful in England's iconic tour of India back in 2012. After 28 of the 30 wickets fell to spin bowling in England's 10-wicket defeat, let's bring you a batting masterclass, Kevin Peterson, discussing the art of facing spin bowling. And you're listening to Following On. Kevin Peterson is with me, and uh, so too Mark Butcher. We'll we'll come to Butcher in a minute. Um, But KP... Playing spin is, is an art form of its own, different from a lot of the other disciplines in batting. And back in 2010, you, you weren't finding it so easy in Bangladesh. Um, tell us what happened, because you and Raul Dravid got into a remarkable email exchange. Yeah, having captained uh, RCB in 2009 series, my first season in the IPL, we had Dravid, we had Kumble, we had Stain, we had Cullis. We had Boucher, we had Ross Taylor, we had a very young Virat Kohli. And we had a really, really fun team. A real fun team. And a team that just gelled together. And it was the second season of the IPL, so the IPL was starting to gain a little bit of momentum. And in the IPL, as much as everybody likes to call it a cash cow, it's actually the most wonderful, wonderful place to learn. Because you're sitting in a dressing room with Cullis. I was a batter. thought Cullis was great. Sitting next to Rahul Dravid. thought Rahul Dravid was unbelievable. The wall. The ability to watch these guys practice, how they conducted themselves off the field, is what made them so great. 
their performances on the field reflected what they did off the field. And that's the kind of little inside bit of knowledge that all these youngsters are getting now. And all these wonderful players that we're now starting to see come through the ranks. The Akshar Patels, a Ravi Chandran Ashwin, a Rohit Sharma, what Ben Stokes is doing, what Joss Butler is doing, is because of the opportunities that they're getting to spend time with all these fabulous players. And luckily... Yeah, I I was in Bangalore when I had Rahul Dravid. And it was around that time that DRS came into the game. And if everybody remembers at the start of my career, particularly that Ashes in 2005, I used to hit Warren through the leg side regularly. Used to come down and just clip him through the leg side. And I remember being hit on the front foot on numerous occasions. And the umpires, he's six foot four, he's too tall, not out, can't be out. So I was pre-DRS, a very leg-side dominant player. Incredibly leg-side dominant, especially against the spinners because that's where there were less fielders. There were more fielders on the offside, especially to the ball that was spinning away from me as a right-handed batter. So in that situation, it was easy. We got a Nagpur, Monty Panasar bowls, to Sachin Tendulkar. Sachin Tendulkar gets hit on the pad. Alim Dar gives him out. Off the front foot. And this is when bowlers and, and uh, Hawkeye had started to see that actually there's a lot of balls that are hitting the front pads that are out. Sachin's not the tallest guy. Fairly big stride. Out. Replays showed around the ground. It was out. It was hitting the stumps. But that decision from Alim Dar was huge. Massive in the context of not just me, but all batters because umpires are now starting to see that actually front foot dismissals can happen against spinners doesn't matter how far forward you are Hawkeye is telling us as umpires that these balls are tracking and hitting the stumps so more deliveries or more balls and more wickets were happening because of that process DRS then came in they brought in another problem the bat pad and we've seen it today beautifully Joe Root overturned a decision there. A 50-50 decision that 10 years ago, 100% nowhere near out. Bat pad, not out. We remember. You remember, Marky. Bat pad, not out. Absolutely not out. So not only are you getting hit on the front foot, but also with bat pad coming in, anything that goes upstairs to the umpire after DRS started to feature, you as a batsman are looking at this thinking... It's not batsman's favor anymore. It is now, if you're out, you're out. So you needed to change. I needed to change my technique. I needed to stop hitting spinners through the leg side and thinking that because I was so big, because I had such a long lunge, that I would get away with it. No more. Dead and buried. You also needed to know that you needed to use your bat a hell of a lot more. You had to use your bat. The pad bat, the bat pad scenario was going to go upstairs. They'll refer it, it'll go upstairs, and things that they used to get away with were not getting away with anymore. So going on from that RPL, it was about trial and error and trying to find a process, trying to find a way where I thought, you know what, how do I work this out? Where do I work it out? And I was a bit dumbfounded because I couldn't find a method against uh, left arm spin. I just couldn't find a method. I was really convinced that I just needed to hit the ball through the leg side. 
I was a hit the, ba- hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. Use your bat and you'll get away with it. But sometimes you get just to get done with flight. Like Joe Root got done in the first innings. Just get done with flight. It was, it was Shaky Valhassan, son, wasn't it? In oh, it was all sorts. Yeah, they were serving them at breakfast, left-arm spinners. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember Suleiman Ben famously, of course. That, yeah, so left-arm spinners in general, not specifically on that Bangladesh tour. No, in general. In general. It was just a method that I found really difficult because the way that which the ball was being delivered, the trajectory, it wasn't really the right, uh, the, the right arm leg spinners because they were bowling wicket to wicket. They came right arm over and they were bowling down the line of my off stump, and the ball was always within the visual of my right eye and my left eye, meaning that the ball was always being delivered straight down my focus zone, straight down the tram lines of the wicket, whereas the left-arm spinner comes real wide. So as a right-handed batter, he's coming real wide. He's outside my right eye. So anything outside my right eye, ordinarily I'm thinking leave. But then it starts to track to the stumps. And then you start to think, halfway down, you're starting to think, right, I have to play this. How do I play it? But when you're starting to think about a ball, normally, ordinarily, a right-arm seamer comes in and he bowls you at in-swinger. An in-swinger, you're clipping through mid-wicket all day long because it should track on that line. Whereas a left-arm spinner, he's bowling it from wide, so that's leave. Naturally, the brain says leave it. But you can't leave it because it now starts to track to your stumps. But when it pitches, it then goes away from you. So mentally, it was that process of trying to find a way where I didn't at first thought thing leave, then hit leg side because it started to track towards my stump. I had to train my brain to hit it through the offside. I had to train my brain to use every single bit of the small brain that I have to hit the ball through the offside and take away what felt completely natural to me and what was a complete instinctive shot. And, and just please, just, I hate to be boring about this, but come back that's to okay. this email exchange because it's quite... Yeah, and unusual. that's where I, I was I'm going. Ne- no, but that's where I was going with okay. this. Yeah, sorry, that's where I was going. So, so, so to do that, I couldn't find a way. And I was at my wit's end. I think I was in Bangladesh at the time and having tried it for six to nine months, I just couldn't find a way. So I rang Rahul Dravid. I said, dude, I said, I need some help here, buddy. I said, please. I said, you do it. I watch in awe. I watch when you practice. I watch when you play. We bat together. I've tried. I've failed. Please, can you help me? And he said, I can't tell you over the phone. He says, what's your email address? I'll send you an email. And in the email, it was just so, so good in and, and how humble he was, yet how, I think, happy he was to uh, part uh, with some of his to wisdom. Share, yeah, to share, yeah, yeah, to part with some of his wisdom. It was just, I thought he, I think that he loved sharing that email. I think he loved writing it on a piece of paper. I um, think he loved writing it down and sending it off. And what did he say? And he talked about practice methods. He talked about practicing on wickets that turn. He talked about taking the left pad off. He talked about really focusing on hitting every taking ball. Taking it off, or batting without a pad. Batting without a pad. So that so you, uh, you to needed to bat. use your bat or else uh, the cricket ball on the shin bone isn't a fun theory. It's not something that you fancy. It's not something you want and it's not something that you enjoy. So you need to use your bat. But I think the most crucial part of what he said to me was hitting the ball through the offside. Or from what I could take from his email was hitting the ball through the offside and the method to do that. Because when you're doing that, you, are natu- you naturally have to pick up length and you have to pick up line. 
And the practice, practice method that I went to was no matter where the ball pitched from any particular guy that was throwing balls to me or bowling the ball to me, I had to hit every single ball through the offside. Every ball. If it pitched a meter outside leg stump, I had to try and get that ball through the offside. That taught me that I couldn't plant my left foot. I had to wait for the ball to be delivered. I had to pick the line. I had to pick the length. And I had to make a decision that got the ball from outside leg stump through to the offside. And that changed my game. And, and, and how would you apply that to some of these English batsmen that we've seen in this test? They've been planting their front foot. They've been planting their front foot and they've just been trying to play with their hands. They haven't been picking the line. They haven't been picking the length. Joe Root picks the line. He picks the length. He got done in the first innings. Brain fade. Fine. The pressure of a test match. Captaincy. He's going to fail in a test match. But if you see what he's done over the last six weeks, he's picking the line. He's picking the length. He is thinking offside every single ball. Robert even said to me, he said, even more so when the ball's spinning into you, hit the ball through the offside. Only hit the ball through the offside. It's training your brain to keep your left foot out the way, to be completely clear in your ability to pick the length. So you're saying that the same thing applies. For spin, you you need to be staying leg side of the ball. Absolutely. And and, and, and that applies to off spin as well. It applies to off spin as well. But because what it does is it helps you pick length. But Hashim Amla to Graham Swan would go right across to outside off stump to make sure that he was outside the line and then could hit it leg side. There's different strokes for different folks. folks. Absolutely. But the way that Dravid explained it and what I had tried, because I tried that Amla theory. I tried to go across. I tried everything to think, no, no, you're dominant through the leg side. You've got to keep hitting it through the leg side. Worked for Amla. Magnificent wrists. Fabulous player. And but it didn't work, that didn't work for me. And what you've seen of the England players other than Root, they, they, they should adopt the Dravid method, which is to stay leg side, keep the feet out of the way, don't, don't have I know a that forward that press or a trigger, wait until you've picked the line in the leg. Absolutely. And, make and I know that that's what they've been practicing because all those practice sessions that we had pre-Indian tour, Besto and Root were part of that. We were like a little free ball, went out to the back of the nets, and we practiced for hours and hours and had so much fun doing it. That was the 2012 tour. Yes. When you played a couple of great innings. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. 
The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Perhaps your best, amongst your best three or four mm. innings, I would think, on that tour. Now let's come to this change, and I'll bring in Mark Butcher now. Um, this change, the DRS um, change to to the game, because it's also had a big effect on left-handers, particularly when the ball's coming out of the rough at at you. Yep, certainly did. Um, yep, seems a little bit odd to join in the conversation. KP talking about people like Raul Dravin, etc. But I'll, I'll do my best. Um, the, the, I mean, the, the issue, as far as I saw it or as far as I felt it was I didn't, wasn't that bothered if the ball was turning big because you could put the pad there if the ball was spinning back into you say it's Shane Warne to a left hand he's trying to land the ball in the rough outside off stump you knew you could pretty much get a big big size stride in um, cover up get the sort of bat out of the way and just boot it you, you're never getting given out I, I never played with DRS and so when I watch these guys play now and watch you know with people um, tweeting and, and saying well how come they're missing straight balls I'll tell you why they're missing straight balls they're missing straight balls because they cannot get the pad half in line and the bat half in line they can't play for the ball to do both things which we could back in the old days absolutely you could play for the ball to to Say, for example, I'm facing an off spinner. I could play for the ball to turn, so I could play slightly outside the line of where the ball is pitched. And if the ball spins, it hits the middle of my bat. If it doesn't, if it goes straight on, it hits me on the pad. I'm never getting given out in a million years. All right? Graham Swan. You watch what happened to Graham Swan's career as soon as DRS came into left-handers. Oh, my goodness. He would rag one past them. The lefty's thinking, oh, goodness me, I've, I've, now got a, I've, I've now got a bit of a problem here because he's turning the ball a long way. It might hit the rough. It might not. Generally speaking, to an off-spinner, the rough is too wide for left-hander. You're not bothered about the rough. But it, all he has to do is rag one. The left-hander's now thinking, well, I've got to cover, I've got to cover that spin. So the pad goes another inch, two, two inches towards the line of the ball coming yeah. in the ball pitches goes straight on so you've missed it on the inside edge it hits you in the middle of the shin they appeal they review drs gives you out every single time now back yeah. you know i made my test debut in 97 i played my last test in 2004 i never had the the, the rotten fortune of having to ha- having to have drs in um so you know as far as the rough was concerned i i i believed in the idea that playing against the spin out of the rough was not a no-no so again, go back to somebody like Warren bowling the ball, bowling the ball from over the wicket, goes across the stumps to the left-hander. He pitches it in the rough. Now, if I if I can get the length, and I watched Lara do this often and drive Warney to distraction, you'd kind of you'd pick the bat up and actually play what what the Indians would call into the turn. So the ball is spinning back towards you, and you're waiting, waiting, waiting for it, and you're hitting it with the, with an open face as the ball turns towards it. So you're hitting it perpendicular square and you could still hit it between point and extra cover so a lot of people would say well that's massively risky you're playing against the spin well you're not because you're playing it with a slightly flat bat it's not a it's not a perfectly 
Um, it's not a perfectly straight bat. And KP, I, I can picture him doing it now. He drops the elbow and hits it almost like a tennis shot into the spin. And so it, that was not a problem. I always struggled. I struggled massively with, with, with slight turning off spin. That would kill, I, that'd kill me. And with DRS now, I don't think I'd ever score a run because I'd be playing for the ball to turn a little bit. I'd miss it on the inside and be out LBW every single but time. But all those great players, Jimmy Adams, Andy Flower, Sachin Tendulkar, Matthew Hayden on the sweep. How many times did Haydos play when he scored all those hundreds? Sweeping Harbajan, sweep. The number of times they got hit on the pad. And it's a different game. It's a complete... Look at Akshar Patel here. How many of the dismissals in this test match would have been not out 15 years ago? Oh, absolutely. England would have most, made, it, I'd say England most, would have made yeah. it. Exactly. England would have made at least 200. In both <laughs> in there were one or two, Butch, <laughs> Butch, I don't know if this applied when you started first-class cricket. I remember when you started. I'd say it was about 1990 um, and 89, perhaps. But, but uh, I, um, there were some English umpires that give you out for the shot. If you swept the ball, you, they'd say, no, you play and straight. The time of the day. Yeah, the time <laughs> of the day. <laughs> and, and, and what number you were batting. Yeah, right? yeah, anywhere, yep. anywhere but lower than eight and yeah. you were gone. But no, I think, I think generally speaking, you, you, you stood a very, very good chance of being, of being jettisoned if you were sweeping. No, I was gonna, so I was so going to ask Kev about so sweeping. So you'd sweep and it'd hit you. you know, you'd get a stride into a sweep. You'd play across the line, cross-batted stroke, and it hit you in the shin, out. If you made the same stride and were playing a forward defensive stroke, not out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, I mean yeah. that was that was all part Absolutely. of the game. Think of the and so, and so, so sorry, Mark. I know, no, no, sorry. You, you go. On. The the thing I suppose you know again you, you're talking um, to or you're talking with or you're trying to explain to people who um, you know playing playing club cricket on sun, Sundays or something or people who played first class f- former former players who never played with DRS and just trying to explain just how different it is, particularly when the ball is turning as sharply as we've seen in the, these last two test match, how different it is knowing that you cannot cover up with the pad. You know, because, pe- because yeah. if, you, if you don't have DRS to worry about, it's you easy. can cover up with the pad. It's easy. We all No problem. It. Absolutely. You know, Kev did it, had, had both sides. He, he started yeah. before DRS and he played after it. And he had to, make a, had to make an enormous change in the way that he went about playing the ball. Absolutely. Because suddenly the game was completely different. different. Completely different. And that, and that was the hardest part. I had the media on my back all day, every day, and it was headlines. He's rubbish. He can't play this. He can't play that. Then it goes to social media. So mentally, you're getting it away from the field all the time that you cannot play. There was a stage in Bangladesh where I didn't want to go to the ground. A warm-up game in Bangladesh. I didn't want to go to the ground. Amazing. And, and, and yeah, okay. There's lots of things I can say there, but I won't. Um, okay. Why didn't you sweep more? Because if you missed it, you still get a given out on the front foot. You still get a given out. Look at Robert Sharma. Yeah. He swept today. Out. R- ribs before wicket. Yeah. That's fine. But it's still, if that's, hitting the fr- if that's clipping the front of his pad, if he's missed it, you're out. Played the slog sweep Even a with a big stride. Yeah. 100%. He had a massive stride today. So, so Joe Root, um, <clears throat> in the, the three mammoth innings that he played, two in Sri Lanka and one in India, um, he swept brilliantly, right? Joe Root swept entirely on line, entirely. Yeah, right? Outside off stump, yeah. Outside off stump, or on the rare occasion where the ball was pitching outside leg. But all he was looking for was for the ball to be pitching outside the line of off stump, he swept. And it didn't matter whether it was, f- whether it was full, whether it was back of a length. It didn't matter whether he was trying to hit it way in front of mid-wicket or try to get it down sort of, you know, past the, the man on the 45. If the length was right, he played the sweep shot. He never did. The first time I saw him do it, 
to a straightish ball was against Ashwin when uh, Ashwin nailed him in the first innings of the second test match because because he realized he suddenly realized I've got no t- tick over here I'm not I'm not able to get the ball into into areas where I can where I can get up the other end where I can make singles the ball is turning too sharply I'm not sure what what's going to happen here so he went to the sweep and he went to the sweep from, from a straight ball Ashwin made the ball kick as he does and he's uh, gone so so the, it's quite interesting to think that the that um, we're critical of England's spin attack. That Jack Leach is a bit of a lone ranger. The Root picked up five for eight t- today. We would call Jack Leach a- an honest bowler, wouldn't we? Good left arm, good tidy left arm spinner. Not full of many yeah. tricks, but accurate, uh, uh, calm under pressure. Yeah. Um, we probably wouldn't, I- even if we were very kind, we wouldn't call him more than a, than a good left arm spinner rather than an exceptional Just one. Regular. And yet the best players of spin in the world, in theory maybe they're not as good as they once were on that pitch have also struggled against him and it's because of all the reasons you've just explained isn't it I think so I don't know Butcher I, I think no, so I mean look, I, I, I sat in the, the commentary box with, with the great Samuel Gavaska and, and those uh, those guys um, would say oh you know the, the, the second pitch in Chennai wasn't a turner we played on worse than that okay, but yes okay maybe you did maybe you did and, uh, and this is not a chat about, about the pitch anymore but let's forget that it's gone but what the chat is, is that Sanil Gavaskar never had to deal with not being able to use his pad Absolutely. as a line of defence. Never had to do it. So, OK, he might have played on pitches where the ball turned more, but he was, he was able to. He was able to pretend to play a shot if he wanted to, or he was able to get away with missing one that didn't spin on the front foot and b- being given not out. What happens on these decks where the ball turns big and then you know, naturally goes straight on with that natural variation is the game happens faster. Because yeah, because you ca- you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with playing 120 balls, right? Having a strike rate down in the 30s, managing to get the odd one away, hit the odd boundary, the odd bad ball or whatever, and then just sitting there and defending and kicking the ball away. As was you know he brought up a great example there. Jimmy Adams was you know Jimmy Padams they called him didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. He kicked Phil Tufnell to distraction back in the back in the 90s. You what? So what happens is because more because more decisions are out. The game moves at much more of a pace. The batsmen become more panicked. They become increasingly fraught in terms of the shot selection that they're trying to play. And so if you, if you have a surface where the ball is ragging like this, you know, in, England's problem in the first test match, oh, sorry, the second test match in Chennai, was that India, India scored about 150 over par in the first dig. The game was over on the first evening on that deck because England did not bowl very well on a pitch where it was exploding and turning. <laughs> Another big change, too, has been where you therefore put the fielders. You see very few catches. You don't really see fielders at Silly Point, and you don't see many catches and let it's off glove when the ball really bounces out of and spins uh, to, to, to short leg. And that's because, as you explained earlier, batters bat, are using bat, bat, pad, more. bat pad is too yeah. dangerous now. You can't think about bat, bat pad. Well, it's not too dangerous. It's just batters are using their bat more. Their techniques are having to be a lot better. That's, that's what I mean. It's a, in other words, you don't want, the point is you don't want your pad in the way. If they're alongside each other, it's a problem. So From you, a have, batter's the, you yes. have the bat in yes. front of the yes, pad. Yes, that yes. was my, Sorry, yes. my point. Yeah, yep. We've got to go to a break, annoyingly. Interesting discussion. Have you got anything you want to add before we... I'm good. You're good. Well done. Well explained. Um, thank you. <laughs> He's good. Uh, thanks, Butch. Just glad I'm not playing. That's all. I mean, it's, that's, that's as difficult as it gets out there in the, in the last couple of test matches. You've been listening to Following On and a conversation between uh, the England great Kevin Peterson and Mark Nicholas about the art of facing spin bowling and how batting techniques have changed over the years. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back to the podcast on the Following On feed, available via the free TalkSport app, 
And don't forget, TalkSport 2 bring you live and exclusive commentary of the fourth and final test match between India and England from our Medabad. And it all gets underway Thursday morning, our coverage beginning at quarter to four in the morning. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.